you take those L's and you just keep on learning and you realize like taking an L is really a beautiful thing. Like learning how to fail is a beautiful process because in that you learn something that one didn't work, but you also learn an alternative that could potentially work. Welcome back to the Express Yourself Black Man podcast. My name is Kizzle or Kofi, and I'm a mental health advocate, public speaker, and founder of A Kizzle Brand, which is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Studies show that on average, men lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. The point of this podcast is for me to gain those 2.8 years back. As a black man, society often tries to tell me what I can, can't do, or talk about which can often leave me feeling trapped. And so this podcast is my release. And if you're listening to this podcast right now on a podcast streaming platform, I just want you to know that this episode is actually uploaded on YouTube. You can watch this episode on YouTube. So if you'd like to do that, please head over to YouTube, type in Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. You can type in the episode number or the episode title and the episode will pop up. Please, please, please do us a favor, regardless of if you're going to watch the episode on YouTube or not, subscribe to our channel, Express Yourself Black Man. That is where the platform is moving. Right now, we are heavily based on Instagram. And while that is dope, Instagram does not pay us for the content that we post. So that means we spend hours making content, which helps you guys, but doesn't really help us to build a platform outside of building new followers. And while that's great, it's not enough. So please head over to YouTube. That way, it's a win-win for both of us. You guys get extra free content and we get paid for the content that we post while also having the opportunity to have a larger impact and a larger reach to the black community. So if you rock with us, if you support us, if you're interested in helping us further the platform, please take some time out of your day to subscribe to us on YouTube. Express yourself, black man. I'll give y'all a couple seconds to do that before the episode actually starts. Regardless of what you decide to do, I appreciate you for listening. Hey, what's up, y'all? You are listening to Your Mental Matters podcast. And for those of you watching, thank you for tuning in. I'm your girl, Mo Lu, and we're back with another episode. And we have a very special guest with us tonight, Kofi also known as Kizzle, but I'm going to have him introduce himself because, you know, I don't want to butcher anything. Um, And I want to give you the floor to just introduce yourself to the people. Who are you, Kofi? What do you do? What are you about? Absolutely. So my name is Kofi or Kizzle. Some of you that listen to the podcast may know me. Some of you that listen may not. I am the founder of a community called Express Yourself Black Man. And basically, I am very passionate about mental health. And so I just talk about vulnerability. I talk about accountability. I talk about healing. I talk about therapy, anything mental health related, especially when it deals with black men and especially when it deals with the black community is something that I'm, I'm very interested in. So um, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you reached out and I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing this episode and then also some other stuff on top of it, hopefully. So for sure. Yes, sir. And thank you for, you know, accepting, you know, the reach out and you know saying yes to being on the podcast those of you who've been you know down since day one listening you guys know like I'm big on just having black men speak especially on the podcast I feel like I've had different men come on the podcast and every time it was just like very like refreshing and I felt like I learned by just listening and and being able to to hear black men speak 
and I'm sure my listeners have as well. And so, yeah, I just appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you for, you know, just who you are and just what you bring to um, the mental health space. And yeah, we, we're, we're going to get into it like in like a few seconds. And so November is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month or Men's Mental Health Month. I want to make sure I'm saying that properly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's new because like, you know, I feel like even like, because there's a lot of months. I mean, I know like May being Mental Health Awareness Month, that's been a thing, right? But I mm-hmm. think like November being Men's Mental Health Month. And the thing is, I'm like, it could have been around, but it's just now getting like the, I feel like the eyes and the ears and the the energy that it should have been getting if it's been around for all of this time. And so I think just in light of, you know, November being Men's Mental Health Month, like this episode is like fitting and timely. And so like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't wait to like get into it and really like talk about like who you are and what you do and what mental health means to you. But yeah, before getting into that, how do you feel about, you know, November being Men's Mental Health Month? I like it. I actually, one of the reasons why the page has grown so much is because of all of these, like, mental health months, Black mental health months. Like, honestly, I just, uh, I always talk about it. And so I feel like it gives people a space to share mental health uh, resources and, like, mental health pages. And that has been one of the big reasons as to why my page has grown the way it has like before I think May which was mental health month I think in general Mm -hmm. I was at like less than 10k followers but then we had mental health month in May I think June was actually I don't know there's been two men's mental health months this month this year honestly June was men's mental health month and then people came back again and said November is men's mental health month as well I was like all right well listen I don't know June could have been Men's Health Month, or I just don't know. But June and then July, they were back-to-back, like, Black Mental Health and, and Health Months. And that has really helped to propel the page and the content and stuff. So right. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think it gives us all the space to kind of feel more comfortable having these conversations. I know before I got into mental health, I didn't really think too much about it. But being in the space and understanding, like, how much more we have these conversations during these months, I realized like these are these these months are actually really, really helpful. Absolutely. I agree with it. Like I I have, you know, nothing negative to say about it. I feel like the more the in my mind, I feel like it's like the more the merrier. Right. Like I feel like before this conversation, these conversations weren't happening enough. Now I feel like there's some traction like we like we're on a roll and I just want to see it continue to to progress. And so for sure. And, you know, with every episode, I have like a mental health check-in segment. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you currently, how is your mental health? I would say I'm about about at like, I would say a seven, eight. And the reason why I feel like a seven, seven, eight is always like the safe, safe number to give. You're not too low, but you're not like overwhelmingly high. And the reason why I say a seven, eight is because right now I'm at the period where I'm trying to like. So I'm on Instagram and I want I want to get people over to over to YouTube. So I've been pushing people mm-hmm. heavy, like, yo, listen, subscribe to the YouTube. We got the podcast episodes out on the YouTube. We got right. videos coming out on the YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And so mentally that's been kind of taxing because in my mind, I'm like, yo, we had 35k plus uh followers on Instagram. If everybody in a perfect world, right? If everybody mm-hmm. was just to take 
themselves over to YouTube, I'd be probably able to quit my job, right? And just do this full time, which is what I want to do, right? So mm-hmm. going on Instagram every day and realizing like I got all these people on Instagram that I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but I want you guys to convert over to YouTube and trying to get that to happen has been kind of annoying mentally for me. I'll say annoying rather than like taxing because yeah. at any point in time, I could just really say to myself like, yo, you're doing a great job, honestly. For you to have a community this big is, is a blessing in itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like, I don't want to say over an overachiever, but for lack of better words, I'll say an overachiever. And so for me, like I'm always thinking about what's next. And for me, YouTube is next. And so that's kind of been something that's been on my mental a lot. But I'm blessed, man. Like, so that's why I always say seven, eight, because these are like what I like to say first world problems, right? Like it's a first world problem. Like I'm my my struggle right now is I want to get people to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm not struggling to eat. I'm not struggling to find somewhere to sleep. I'm not struggling with with like money financially or anything like that. I'm I'm good. I have food on my back. I have clothes. You know, I food on my back. Right? I have I have food to eat. I have clothes on my back. You know, I have a roof over my head. So I'm I'm at a seven eight. Right? Like I'm solid. Uh, so yeah, these these are I'm dealing with first world problems right now, which is which is honestly okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So let's get into the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. who um, Kofi Kizzle is. So what, what made you become a mental health advocate? Like, how did you get your start in, in that arena? So in 2017, for me, I, I really went through a really big period of, of depression. And it, it happened as a result of a failed relationship. So I was in a relationship from the ages of 14 to 19. And we ended up going to college together. And when we got into college, the relationship just ended up failing. And I had to figure out who I was as a result of now being single uh, for the first time in like basically my teenage life. And so I really struggled and I was sad a lot. I was frustrated and just trying to figure out like what it meant for me to be single, what it meant for me to kind of be going from the ages of 19 to 20 to 21, trying to figure out like adult life, all that kind of stuff. And so I have all these floating questions with not enough answers. And that led to me just really being depressed and not having an outlet. And I realized I had a big problem once I got to the point where I didn't want to be on, the, on earth anymore. And I wasn't suicidal. Uh, I had suicidal ideations and there's a difference. So suicidal is like you're planning to engage in suicide. Like you know how you want to do it and you're ready to do it. Suicidal ideations is more so you're thinking about it. And so for me, it was suicidal ideations. And one of the big examples that I use is when I had a conversation with my friend and I told her like, yo, if God came down right now. And he was like, yo, are you ready to go? Or you, do you want to still stay on earth? I'd have told him like, yo, bro, let's go. I'm ready. Let's, let's pack the bags. I don't know what you need from me, but like, I'll fill out the paperwork. Let's go. Like, that's really how I felt. Like I was ready. I was done. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I realized I needed help and I need to figure out a way out of what I was feeling. And even then in that moment, I still didn't consider therapy as an option. Like I still didn't consider therapy as an option. I didn't, none of my friends uh, suggested therapy and it just led me to figuring out how to cope with depression and how to deal with what I was, de- what I was dealing with, what I was experiencing. So I just dived into learning a bunch of different things because I wanted to take my mind off of what I was thinking about. And so that led to me investing time in learning Photoshop, investing time in, in learning website design, graphic design, all these different things 
which have played a role in the development of expression self black man. So I ended up starting a project called a Kizzle brand in 2017. That's when I was, after I got out of the period of feeling like severely depressed, I came out to people and said, yo, I've been dealing with depression. This is something that we should talk about more. So a Kizzle brand was really just a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. And so I, I did that from 2017 to 2020. And like I told you, I never really dealt with the underlying issues of why I was actually depressed which was me being insecure, me seeking external validation from women and people. And I ended up getting to another relationship in 2018. And so in 2018, I'm with this girl and I'm realizing like there's a few red flags, but I'm ignoring them because I feel like I need to be in a relationship and I feel like I can quote unquote fix her. And at some point in time, like she'll be the woman that I want her to be. And so some of the red flags were simply like, I want to get married. She doesn't want to get married. I want to have kids. She doesn't want to have kids. And so in a, a normal relationship or a healthy relationship, these are two things where you guys either come to a compromise or agreement on, or you guys realize like, okay, we're not compatible. In our relationship at that time, it was really like, okay, she's saying one thing, I'm hearing another thing. And mm-hmm. we're going to make it work at some point in time, regardless of what she's saying. But that's not the way that you should go about that. And the oh, whole reason why my thought process was that way is because I felt like I needed to be in that relationship. So 2020 happens and the pandemic happens. And I find out in the middle of the pandemic that she cheated on me. Mind you, the pandemic is happening. So I also cannot invest as much time into a Kizzle brand just because with a Kizzle brand, I was going to different organizations. I was going to different schools. I was presenting about mental health and like personal, personal success, just things that I feel like I didn't get growing up, so I wanted to give back to the community, but the pandemic obviously happened and I wasn't able to go out to different organizations. And so I, I, found out she gets, I, I found out that she cheated on me. And I'm just thinking to myself, why did I stay in this relationship for so long? Like, why did I invest so much time? Why did I not leave earlier? And I'm asking myself all these questions on top of me feeling like women are evil. I can't trust women. And so I just, it just led me to the point where I realized like, okay, I need to go to therapy because I don't have the answers. And I also don't want to become this toxic guy that, you know, the same narrative, woman going to cheat on you, woman can't be trusted. You just got to use them and, and, and dip. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to be that person, right? Like that's, that's never been me. So I ended up finding a therapist from psychology today and thank God for my friend that had just got into therapy. So she knew the process. And so she, she put me on and I found a good therapist on my first try, which is honestly a blessing because a lot of people don't find a good therapist on their first try, let alone mm-hmm. a black therapist. And to this day, I'm still having sessions with, with, with my therapist. I actually have another session next, next Monday. And um, it's honestly, honestly been a blessing. And so what ended up happening was I started learning all these things in therapy. And I'm like, yo, why don't we, why don't we talk? Like, what? Why are we not talking about this? I'm learning all these gems. There's no way. I got, I can keep this to myself. And so I started going on my personal IG and just breaking down to people like, yo, this is why I learned in therapy, or this is why y'all should go to therapy. Therapy is dope. Y'all are bugging. Y'all mm-hmm. have all this trauma that y'all have not dealt with and y'all gonna pass it down to y'all kids and y'all not listening. And all my, my friend would just hit me up all the time and just be like, yo, bro, you gotta start a podcast. You gotta start a podcast, bro. You gotta start a podcast. Right. And I was like, bro, I'm not starting no damn podcast. Leave me alone, bro. Like, I'm not doing that. And the main reason as to why I felt that way is because if you look on the Kizzle brand IG right now, it does not have more than 900 followers. 
throughout the three, four years I was doing it, I never got over a thousand followers on that page. I never got over 250 likes on any post, regardless of what it was. I never really got support and never really got traction. So for me, I just felt like starting a starting a podcast about black mental health, like who the heck would even want to listen to that when I was basically talking about mental health from 2017 and it never really got any traction. Plus, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe in podcasts. I didn't think anybody our age listened to podcasts, but boy, was I wrong. And mm. I ended up just I ended up just getting over myself, getting over the fear of failure, getting over not getting over worrying about what people think about me and just starting a podcast and not really asking for too much support from people. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing that people trip up on. They, they start things and they just want everybody around them to support. And it's like, bro, listen, we in New York. That's just not how it works. Sometimes people just be hating. Sometimes people just don't believe in what you're doing. Sometimes people around you just aren't your target audience. So I right. got over all of that. And I just was like, all right, I'm going to start this podcast with my kids in mind. Like, if I was to talk about what I'm dealing with as a 24-year-old Black man, this is going to help my son in the future. This is going to help my daughter in the future. And so that was just my... That was my initial thought process. Like, this is something that will be legacized. Like, at some point in time, I yeah. should be able to listen to this and be able to gain some kind of information from it. And so that's how Express Yourself Black Man started, was just a podcast. And then the podcast last year, December, and then in January of this year, I just decided, like, you know what? I want to kind of, ta- I want to, I just want to try and grow the IG. So I want to mm-hmm. post more about, like, how, how to do different things. And I just started with just text posts and just, like, certain things that I felt like were reminders to myself and then that led into like black man this is what you should do with this or black man here are five tips for this black man here's that here's that and it just really just took off like I told you like the the May and June months with those mental health months black mental health months all those kind of months really helped it to take off because people gravitated to the page because they were looking for that kind of those those kind of conversations so it's, it's, it's been a blessing Honestly, like I always say, all glory to God has really been divinely timed because I didn't expect it to take off the way it has, honestly. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love what you shared. I think, well, for me personally, I just love a good, like, story, like a good story that gradually builds up over time. Like, it was a journey. I feel like you kind of just walked me through, like, a, a real journey that I feel like could be so helpful for other Black men, other Black people in general, men and women, to know that you can take a chance on yourself. You can take a chance in therapy and just the self-awareness. I feel like that was in there to, to see that, like you could put, you, it could potentially grow into something toxic if you do not, you know, tackle it. So, yeah. And, and you know what the thing was, is like, I, I found myself saying certain things and just indulging or like engaging in certain content that, or consuming certain content that I knew wasn't wasn't helping me like it just wasn't helpful it was the content that was like well women are woman you can't woman can't be trusted and you really just need to you know can i curse on here or no you you can curse on here okay it's, it's, well yeah. you, you really <laughs> just need to fucking tuck or, or or you know just f and leave and all that kind of stuff and i just felt like yo bro like why why am i listening to this bro this has never been me this has never been me this is hurt like and so for me i was like all right once i acknowledge that and once I also acknowledged that that's not the person that I wanted to be, it was kind of a simple solution, which was like, go to go to therapy. I remember, and I remember like, I was itching once I sent that email. I was like, yo, bro, I got to just get in here and talk to somebody, bro. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people aren't that way, though. A lot of Black men aren't that way. Like, I get those comments all the time when it's like, bro, I know you say it's okay for us not to be okay, but 
how is it okay for us not to be okay when the people around us say it's not okay, right? And I'm just like, bro, fuck them. Like, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, and that's really the simple response, but a lot of times we overcomplicate it because we are seeking that external validation from people. We do look to people in order for us to feel better about ourselves. But for me, it's like, honestly, I don't care, bro. And that's mm-hmm. what also like helps people to be successful because yeah. the more, the, the less you care about what people have to say and what people will say about what you're doing, the easier it is for you to market yourself, the easier it is for you to, to put yourself out there because you don't care what people's opinions are, right? Like I didn't care when I first started expressing as a black man that people were going to look at it and be like, here he goes starting something else again. You feel me? Like, yeah. I didn't care. I was just like, you know what? I made turns with the fact that it will, it, it's a potentially, it could potentially die and it could potentially be nothing. And I'm okay with that because I'm doing it for me. I think a lot of times people do a lot of things. They say they're doing it for themselves, but they're really doing it for like clout or like, you yeah. know, look like on the external. But if, when you're doing it for the internal, everything else will fall in line. And even if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter because you're doing it for you. So absolutely that's that's so true but i guess a question that was coming to me as you were just saying that was how did you get to that place where you stopped caring about what about the outside validation yeah and it takes a while right and i still have my moments i'm not gonna sit here and say like i never care right i still Mm -hmm. have my moments but here's the thing right you get to a point where where you quote unquote fail so much that the next failure doesn't matter anymore because Mm -hmm. you really have been taking those l's which i call l's lessons right um, you take those L's and you just keep on learning and you realize like taking an L is really a beautiful thing. Like learning how to fail is a beautiful process because in that you learn something that one didn't work, but you also learn an alternative that could potentially work. So I'll take the YouTube example, right? Like I talked about YouTube earlier today. Yeah. I went on a rant, I went on a rant on my story. Like YouTube is a perfect example for me right now. I only have 200 subscribers or 200 and like five, five, like 250 subscribers on YouTube right now, right? I got 35 or 37K on IG. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can look at the YouTube as a quote unquote failure because it's not, it's not, it's not building subscribers on its own. Videos aren't getting more than a hundred views right now. That is technically a failure when you look at the IG and it comes, it's at 37K, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, I don't care because at the end of the day, I know that I'm going to keep failing until something works. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. And it's, you just have to. And we have this negative association with failure where we feel like it's the end all be all. Like once you fail, yeah. that's it. But it's like, no, nobody says you fail and then you stop. You fail and you keep going. Right. Like that's the difference between failing and actually quitting. I think failing is such a beautiful thing. I mean, everybody has to learn how to take that. I'm, I'm going to change the word, right? It's not even failing because I think you only fail when you quit. I think it's learning, yes. how, to take a, learning how to take an L. Like yes. everybody has to learn how to take those L's because in those L's, you learn things. With the YouTube, like at first I was just, every other post I would talk about the YouTube and I realized like people not taking it seriously because I'm not taking it seriously. I'm mm. talking about it here and there. So if someone's yeah. like, someone that sees it here and there is like, I'm not subscribing here and really. But now I got it on every post. Every yeah. single post has subscribed to the YouTube. Every post under the post, I comment, subscribe to the YouTube. Every story, every other story post, I'm telling people to subscribe to the YouTube. At some point in time, something's going something gonna to work. And if you don't subscribe, it don't matter. Because at the end of the day, I, don't, I really don't care. It's going to take off at some point in time. That's the way I see it. 
I think yeah. if everybody were to get to that point where they're just like, yo, it doesn't matter what people have to say about what I'm doing, and it doesn't matter if it really does well or not, they will be they will they will be successful. They will be a lot more successful than they are now. But I think we we hold on to people's opinions and everything that everybody else has to say a lot more than we should. Yeah, we should just, just go out and do it, and whatever happens as a result of that happens. Honestly, absolutely, absolutely, I agree with everything that you said, like with even just regarding the learning to take an L because in that you learn how to get back up and keep moving. Like, I think that that's just the whole point. Like life is, and I feel like with age too, cause I feel like it might be harder for young people to understand that concept, but they, you know, hopefully learn in time or, you know, training them from young so that when they do fall, like they are able to get back up, you know, brush it off and keep going. But I think as adults learning that, it can take some unlearning, but I think, yeah, like getting, taking an L and then learning to get back up and keep it moving. You're good. Like, I think it builds resilience, right. Which is a word that that's like my favorite word. Like it's a word I feel like in the, the field of mental health and like therapy and stuff that I feel like everybody needs a certain amount of resilience in order to just make it as a human being in this world. And I think when you build, when you build it up over time, it can be very beneficial, like, you know, so I, I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, I think so true. Absolutely. And I'll add to that resilience and discipline, right? Because a lot of, there's a lot of people that are resilient. There are a lot of people that can take an L, but they just aren't disciplined enough to continue to, to continue to move on and move forward after they take that L. So they can talk themselves out of it. They can be resilient where they're like, all right, cool. I took an L. It's all good. But then if the discipline is lacking, then you're not able to stay consistent enough for you to be be able to continue to, to iterate on whatever idea it is that you have. Because the whole point of taking an L is to learn what didn't work and then iterate and try something else. Yeah. If you're not disciplined and you're not trying things, trying new things, at a not at a rapid pace, but at a consistent pace every week, every two weeks, every month, every bi-monthly, whatever that pace looks like for you, if you aren't disciplined enough with it, then at some point in time, the L becomes null and void because you didn't act on the information. Right. You know what I'm so you have to be able to be resilient, but also disciplined. One thing that has really helped me with express yourself back, man, is just, I took my L's and I was disciplined with it. I was like, all right, cool. This is an L. This post ain't do that well, but I learned and then I tried something else the next mm-hmm. post. And I'm posting so much. I'm posting three times a day. Something yeah. got something got to pop at some point in time. And then you just learn and then you figure stuff out. Like I told you, I didn't start right away with the black man here's how you do this black man, blah, 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 blah. I started with just things that spoke to me. And, and I, as a result of that, at one point in time, I just randomly decided to put black man in front of the post. And yeah. I realized that did so much better than the other posts. So now I'm iterating. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me, let me do three more posts like this and see what happens. Let me just say <laughs> random stuff that I've said in the past that didn't even do that well and see, see people respond. And they did. So I'm like, right. all right, cool. Now we have a process that works. But people mm-hmm. sometimes take the L, they don't, they either don't learn from the lesson or they learn from the lesson and they don't, they don't uh, implement it further because they aren't disciplined. And you have to have both. You have to be resilient and disciplined for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I feel like you summed that up perfectly. I'm like, I don't even got to add nothing else to that. I feel like <laughs> it's so true. Like legit. Yeah. Like, and I feel like yeah. that's what a lot of, I mean, millennials not to throw millennials under the bus but a lot of millennials lack like the discipline right to know like it you know like 
it requires that whatever it is that you want to be successful at whatever it is you're working towards even Mm -hmm. in you know relationships right that we you know touching on a little bit or maybe we touched on before when we were talking a little bit was like Mm -hmm. with like discipline is required for a relationship to work like you can't just you know when you get tired, be like, all right, I'm gonna throw in the towel yeah, now. <laughs> this yeah, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was here yeah. for a good time, not a long time. No, yeah. especially if you yeah. want to be in a successful relationship and then you you have plans for marriage and you have a future and a vision for your life, it mm-hmm. requires discipline in whatever arena. So I Man. think like I love that. Don't even, yeah, don't even get me started on it. <laughs> don't even get me started. It yes. definitely takes discipline, man. It definitely takes a lot of discipline. You gotta Man, I'm in a relationship now. And it's just like, first of all, I didn't expect this to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't even I haven't even told anybody, but this is, is this, this is, a, a girl is this an exclusive? This is, is an is, exclusive. This is I'm exclusive. here for the exclusives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have not told anybody yet. But um I'm with the the girl that we broke up in 2017. We're mm-hmm. back together. Right. And you can imagine what that process looked like. So we were we were kindled in 2020. No, not 2020. We were kindled in 2020. Towards the end of 2020. Yeah. And we just kind of kind of just like, you know what? We want to do this again. I was like, yeah, let's 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 do this. But at first, it's like a bunch of trauma because it's like, yo, we we broke up at one point in time. Like you could break up with me again. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to get over the relationship trauma. We have to get over our own individual insecurities. We got to learn how to communicate with each other again. We have to learn each other again. And if we don't do all that, we're not in a relationship right now. And the relationship is flourishing, in my opinion. I think we have a great, we both understand our communication styles now. There's a lot of love there. We're both healthy individuals in terms of like mental, physical, and we just we just vibe. And it's just, it's just fun. We just have fun. We just laughing all the time. And that doesn't happen if we're not able to stay disciplined enough through those tough times, because it's not like it was all peaches and cream when, when things first started. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of, you don't get me, or I don't get this, or like, I don't know why we have to do all this work, and like, a lot of difficult conversations between each other and family and friends that are now like, damn, this dude is back, or damn, shorty back, like, you get what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you gotta understand how to stay disciplined through that, and you also have to have a goal in mind too. Like if you have a goal in mind, it just makes it all a lot easier because you're like, all right, cool. I'm working towards something and I'm yeah. tracking progress too. So like, yeah, definitely relationships, man. And a lot of the relationship content that I post on a page, it has come from me just really trying out things in the, in the dating and the relationship phase of, you know, our, our relationship now. So a lot of this stuff has come from her and our, and our uh, relationship now. So I just try to tell people like, yo, listen, man, at the end of the day, you're going to attract what you are. Yeah. And if you want to attract something healthy, you got to be healthy yourself. And then y'all also have to work on your communication inside the relationship. So we do a bunch of check-ins. Like we just had a check-in like maybe like last week. Or yeah. early, actually, we had check-in early this week. Oh, is there. she over there? Yeah, she over there. Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. You over there talking all nice about her and right in front of her. Yeah, come on. You know you gotta you gotta big up. You gotta big up. <laughs> she's helped. She's helped a lot, man. A lot of people always say, like, yo, you do express yourself black, man. Like, this is dope, bro. You you don't miss. And I was like, yo, I have missed, bro. You just didn't see that post. I sent it to her first, and she was like, Oh hell no, you can't post it, man. I was like, really? And she's like, nah, because you tweaking right here. And I read it again. I'm like, 
you're right. I'm tweaking. Like, I can't post this. And it's because the post came from a little bit of trauma. Like, I still had a little bit of trauma there. And I didn't even realize that it seeped into the post. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, she's helped a lot a lot behind the scenes and just helped me to stay sane with a lot of this stuff, too, because it's not easy. When I first started, I used to take a lot of things, like, personal. When somebody would come and make a comment about something, and I just felt like I made a really great post. If somebody came and made some negative comment, I'd get tight. And I talked to her. I'm like, yo, I can't believe this person said that. And she's like, yo, listen, babe, like, everybody not going to get it. And everybody's commenting from their own place. So you got to yeah. understand, like, yo, at some point in time, like, people are going to have, people going to view things the way they want to view things. And that's not a reflection of you. That's just a reflection of what they're dealing with. And so it's like, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff that she's definitely helped with behind the scenes. So I got to, you know, I haven't said anything because things weren't official and all that. So I was just chilling. But now we mm-hmm. official and stuff. So I'm, it's much easier for me to have these kind of conversations and be candid about it because, yeah, that's, that. that's, that's my show. Oh, that's so great. I mean, congratu- congratulations on getting back together. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I mean, well, first of all, there was like two things that you said that I was like, ooh, I wanted to say something about that. Because you yes. said you, you attract mm-hmm. what you are, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think with social media and stuff, there's a lot of commentary all the time. I mean, Instagram could sometimes just be a melting pot of like, right. you know, things that eh, aren't necessarily like accurate or whatever. But right. that's just an interesting, that's an interesting like statement or interesting perspective. And some people do believe that, like you attract mm-hmm. what you are, or maybe there's something mm-hmm. in you that maybe you don't mm-hmm. see or you don't know that mm-hmm. is making this person attracted to you or making you guys come together. Mm-hmm. So would you say that like, I guess back then when you guys were were together and then ended up breaking up, do you feel like, like, what do you feel like you were back then? or maybe what, what you had or what you lacked back then that you now have that's making the relationship flourish. So here's the thing, right? Back then, we were both two very insecure individuals. I'm not saying that we're not insecure now. Everybody has their own insecurities. But we were so insecure to the point where it was clashing. Like, it was clashing. Um, and my insecurity was leading me to be extremely controlling, which was just driving her in the opposite direction. And so... The reason why I say you attract what you are is mostly because I'm talking about attachment styles. And we're mm. going to have to have a whole different... That's a whole other... That's yeah. a whole other... <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a whole different episode about attachment styles. Yes, yes. Uh, for anybody listening, I have an episode on it. It's my first episode on the podcast. If you want to learn more about it, you can go look at that. You can get the ebook from Her and the Healing, The Black Man's Got to Feeling. I have a whole chapter on it. Love or it. you can research on your own. You can look up YouTube videos because that's exactly what I did. But attachment styles are basically the way that we form relationships with people. And they come from mostly our parental relationships or our relationships with our caregivers when we're super young. Mm-hmm. The way that they treat us is the way that we learn how to love other people. And so if you have an unhealthy attachment style, which is there are three unhealthy attachment styles and one healthy attachment style. If you have an unhealthy attachment style, most likely you're going to find somebody else with an unhealthy attachment style and y'all are going to have issues in your relationship just because you guys have a flawed or skewed perspective on what love is just because that's what you were taught growing up indirectly by your caregivers and so when I say you are you attract what you are what I'm really saying is hey your attachment style may be unhealthy and you need to heal that and a lot of people aren't aware of their attachment style and so they have their subconscious driving a lot of their behavior thinking that they're attracting a certain people not even understanding that they're attracting a certain people because subconsciously that's what they're pushing. That's, that's what they're looking for. So like a perfect example with attachment styles is that we have 
an avoiding attachment style, which is someone that kind of avoids love, avoids con like avoids connection. And we have someone that's like an anxious insecure, right? Which is someone that's like needy, that, that needs that connection. In attachment style, there's a very uh, well-known theory or like well-known pattern, which is anxious, insecure people normally pair up with avoidant people. And the reason why is because avoidant is looking for someone that they can, they can push off that's going to come back. And anxious insecure is looking for someone that's going to push them away, that's okay with them continuing to fight and come back and continue with that chase. And so you always end up having this like, my partner's too needy, my partner's too distant, right? And they're in a relationship and it works for them because that was what was modeled at home for them. So they're mm-hmm. kind of re- replaying that, that they're kind of replaying that pattern that they saw from when they were younger. So right. I'm, I'm just saying you attract what you are because once you actually heal and you do that work to heal your attachment style, you do that work just to heal yourself as an individual, you start to attract other heal healed individuals just by way of you siphoning out or filtering out who is not healed in your circle like Mm -hmm. honestly and people don't realize like once you heal your lens is so much different I have friends that I don't even talk to like that anymore not because I don't love them not because I don't care about them but just because I understand where their lens is at I'm not I'm not on that we're not on that level anymore so it's like what's the point of me continuously engaging in conversations with you when I just know you have a different kind of thought process than me, which is not healthy, in my opinion, right? So just by way of you filtering out, quote unquote, toxic people, you will start to attract more healthy people just because you understand what healthy looks like. A lot of us don't really understand what healthy looks like. So we're attracting all these unhealthy relationships just because we don't even know what healthy looks like. It was never modeled for us, Mm. honestly. I love that. That's a long-winded answer. No, he just spoke, y'all. I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all paying attention because that was a lot of gem droppery. That was a lot. That was that was that was a mouthful that I feel like a lot of people can can take stuff away from. Go look up attachment styles and see which one aligns with you. I'm definitely familiar, and these are these are just important important things for people to know because I think it's the it's the education piece that's necessary. A lot of people just don't know these things, right? right. And so that's why doing the podcast, having these conversations are so necessary and important and that's why you know I'm, I'm so happy that that you're here to you know kind of shine the light on that you know just from the male male point of view and so yeah I guess you know moving along mm-hmm. um if you could offer a piece of advice to any black man listening or watching what would you say I wish I had the shirt on right now but I don't but I have a I have merch and it says black man it's okay to not be okay that's what I would say because I feel like in 2017 when I was depressed, that's one thing that I would I would have loved to hear somebody tell me is it's okay wow. for you not to be okay. Because ultimately it is. We all have moments in which we're depressed, right? Like people think depression is like this like taboo thing we shouldn't talk about. Like you should never be depressed. But we all have those moments. Some may be longer than others. Some may be more severe than others, but we all have moments in which we're depressed. We go through life events, maybe a death in a family, maybe a breakup. And that causes like situational depression or functional depression, which you're like functioning in in normal, functioning like you're everything normal when you're out in the world and out in society. But when you get back home, you're you're depressed. Right. right. Like you're you're sad. You're frustrated with what what happened. You're frustrated with a life event. So black man, it's okay to not be okay. What's not okay though is for you not to talk about it. 
right? Like, mm. it's not okay for you not to talk about it. It's not okay for you not to seek help. It's not okay for you to bottle everything up because at the end of the day, all that's going to cause you is years of your life, honestly. And that's another reason why I started the podcast, why I started the page, especially so black man, because I looked at a study. I looked up online, like I always do a bunch of research. I looked up online and it said black or not even black men, just men in general lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. 2.8 years. That's almost three years of our life because we're under heavy stress. How do you get out from being under heavy stress? You express yourself. You talk about it. You find routes in which you can alleviate that stress. A lot of that can be through therapy, meditation, mindfulness, meditation, journaling, all the yeah. different kinds of things that I talk about in the ebook, all the different kinds of things that I talk about in, in, on, the, on the Instagram page. But my whole point is we have to get to the point where we are comfortable expressing ourselves. We have to get to the point where we realize it's okay for us not to be okay but it's also not okay for us to not talk about it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're always going to have periods in which we're not okay. And it's how we deal with it that ultimately determines the quality of life in which that we live. Honestly, there are a lot of men that, that hit me up and they're like, yo, bro, I'm going through this right now. And da, 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 and like, I just need somebody to talk to about it. And I, I appreciate that because like, that's them finally getting it off their chest. That's yeah. them finally feeling comfortable enough to actually express it. And that helps them in that moment. And then the next step after that is like, all right, cool. What are your resources? Let's see if we can get you into therapy. Let's see if we can maybe get you the ebook if you, if you feel like that will help you. Because mm-hmm. it's important for us to have these tools. I like to say tools in the toolbox. I, I've heard it from like Jay Barnett or some other, some other Black therapist. But it's important for us to have tools in our toolbox that's not just getting mad and flipping out and throwing our phones. Like mm-hmm. when I first got cheated on, I was so mad. I had my phone in my hand. I hung up on her. I just threw my phone. Dead to my apartment wall. I had to caulk that up before I moved down. I'm just like, yo, bro, like, granted, of course I'm mad, right? Like, yeah. I just heard some 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 information that, that got me tight. Of course I'm gonna be upset, but it's a way in which you process that. And I would have processed that completely different now. Like I just take 15 minutes right now. I'd be mad. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna lie. But the way in which I handle I, I handle the way in which I handle my anger is completely different now because I have a process for it. I pause, I assess why I'm mad, I assess if it's if it's okay for me to be mad, right? Because sometimes you're mad and you're mad because of an assumption rather than what's actually fact, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't, I don't even wanna get into all that, but I pause and just assess my emotions, try to understand, try to validate if I need to. And then I take a, then I take a route from there to try and figure out what I need to do in order for me to, express my emotions healthily which is not throwing my phone maybe it's journaling maybe it's meditation maybe it's my next yeah. therapy session you get what i'm saying so it's like it's all different kind of ways that you can deal with what you're you can express what you're dealing with that doesn't have to be some some unhealthy way it doesn't have to be you smoking your life away or drinking your life away or or being being somebody up or being yourself up like there's so many healthy ways but you just got to find those resources you got to understand you got to know what they are and for me it was really just going to therapy and then also tapping into what felt good for me to to understand what worked Mm -hmm. and that's what I try to give out in the community honestly because we just don't have it absolutely I love that I love that a lot I think yeah there's so many different things that was coming up as you were talking but I'm like I don't want this conversation that's I'm like there may need to be a part two somewhere because I was about to get in a a bag real quick that I don't think we'll be able to get out of so I'm gonna stay here (laughs) 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 but yes sir you Mm -hmm. you 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 dropped you dropped some stuff there and I think Mm -hmm. yeah it's just 
it's so true. Everything was everything was on point. And so a question that I have, and I always, whenever there's a whenever there's a black male on the podcast, I like to ask mm-hmm. because I'm a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're you're a man. And mm-hmm. so these are things that I feel like in our community, like the relationship between the black woman and the black man have historically you've seen over time been damaged, right? And so I right. feel like sometimes it can be difficult for even just Black men and women as friends to be able to communicate in a healthy way. Relationally, of course, we know the Black family has been under attack for forever. But I think as a woman, as a Black woman, I always want to know how can women be better, just like friends, partners, whatever, to a Black man? What are things that men would, would, would like to see from women um, who are in their lives when it comes to mental health and kind of being supportive and being there for them? I'll tell you what worked, what worked for me. For me, it was checking in. Yo, hey, Kofi, how you doing? What's going on? How's everything? How you been? It was checking in. It's offering resources. So like I said, my my friend that went to therapy was a Black woman. She was Black woman. She said psychology today, but she's a potent. And that was, that was the end of it. Literally. And then I was like, all right, cool. Send me the link, put my zip code in. Now I'm looking through therapists. So it's really just that. And it's also providing a space in which it's no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. I can come to you and I can talk and I can know that you're not going to judge me for the way that I'm expressing myself. You're not going to look at me differently. You're not going to use it against me in the future because a lot of times, a lot of men, and, I, and I'm not I'm not saying that men should do this because we shouldn't, but we get to the point where if we express ourselves and it's, it's used against us in the future, we're like, I'm, I'm never expressing myself ever again to any other woman. I'm like, bro, okay, first of all, listen, you got to understand that that was one woman that did that. That does not mean that all women are going to do that. And what are you going to do? Don't you want to get into another relationship again? Assuming you're a heterosexual male, you want to be in another, you want to be in a relationship with a woman. You have to be able to trust woman with some kind of information you can't move on that trauma just because of the fact that it happened with somebody else so for me it really would just be offering a space where we feel comfortable which is not really always on y'all because at the same time like I feel like everybody should be able to either have a a, a therapist and if you don't have a therapist maybe a, a, a guy friend right like we shouldn't always use black women or our friends as therapists we should also have other alternatives um, yes but it will be that. It would also be um, checking in and also offering resources. So pages, websites, books. That's really all we can honestly ask for from a good friend. It doesn't even have to be a Black woman. I mm-hmm. think in, in my personal experience, Black women have helped me a lot when it comes to my mental health. The first friend that I was talking to in 2017 when I was really depressed was a Black woman. And she was a person that I almost talked to like she was basically my therapist at that point. Honestly. I really didn't have a therapist. I talked to her about a lot of the stuff that I was going through and she would listen and respond. Mm-hmm. And she was a bad texter, but she just prioritized that because she understood where I was at in that moment. You get what I'm saying? So I right. appreciate that. That was a black woman that helped me a lot. Black woman helped me find my therapist. My, my therapist is a black woman. You get what I'm saying? So like all throughout my journey, it's always been black woman kind of helping me. So that's why I really hate when I'm on a page and I see this narrative that Black woman going to use stuff against you or woman going to use stuff against you or you can't trust black woman. I always tell people like, yo, bro, shut up, bro. That's yeah. what I want to say. That's what I don't say, but I don't say that. But I always 
it's always something like that worded professionally. I'm like, bro, that don't make any kind of sense, bro, because yeah. I have perfect, I have more than three examples in which black women have helped to contribute to this page. And if you look at the history of black mental health, a lot of the black mental health organizations have been founded and run by black women. Mm-hmm. Black Men Heal offers pro bono therapy to black men in a lot of different states. That's mm-hmm. founded by a black woman. Therapy for black men. That has been founded by a black woman and a man, but it's primarily run by a black woman. The man operates in the background. He helps out a lot. I'm not going to say he doesn't, but the face that you see of that brand is a black woman. So when you look at this and you look at our community and you look at who's really trying to do the healing in our community, I'm not saying black men are absent. Black men are there, but so are black women. Mm-hmm. So we got we to gotta stop this whole notion that black women are not trying to heal or not trying to help us or that black women ain't shit. And all this other nonsense that we hear because it's really just coming from a place of trauma. When you do the research, you realize that black women have been there, are still there, and will always be there. So we gotta yeah, listen, man. I don't I don't, ever, I don't ever cry that I don't ever condone that, honestly. Yeah. At all. No, for sure. And thank you for that. I appreciate that for sure. I no feel problem, like man. yeah, the narrative is out there. I feel like, you know, with with the art with community healing, I feel like we'll continue to see more and more changes and more and more disunity happening between, yeah. you know, the black community on a holistic level. But yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah, just two more questions before we, we, we wrap up. How influential do you feel culture played in your mental health and wellness? Like, and that could be culture, mm-hmm. your cultural background, that could be whether it's, I know you're from New York, it could be New York culture. So whatever, in whatever way culture you know, sits with you, mm-hmm. how influential do you feel like it, it played in, in your mental health and just the way you viewed it? Right. I think culturally, mental health has always been a taboo. I think we all know that in the Black community. It's always been this kind of thing where it's like, what are we talking about? We talking about mental health? We talking about depression? Anxiety? What? What you? You crazy? You good, bro? Like, what's up with you? Right? And I think that's always been one of the, the uh, reasons as to why I've been so adamant about especially so black man because part of what I'm trying to do is is shift the culture I'm trying to make it cool honestly I'm trying to make it cool for black men to talk about their feelings which is like a a radical idea but from this last year I see that it's not as radical as I thought it was like it's really something that we need in our culture we're starting to see more artists talk about it we're starting to see more people that are prominent black people in our culture talk about it but initially talking about my feelings talking about mental health talking about being able to cry, crying, all these different things have, have been like kind of taboo. So it's like for me to be at the point where I feel comfortable talking about it has taken a lot of work, a lot of internal work, a lot of me just realizing like it's okay for me to talk about these things, do therapy and all these different things. But culturally, it's kind of been not accepted. And I think it's still not really culturally accepted, but we're getting to a space where we're starting to have these conversations about why it should be. Right. And I think in the next five years, I think we're going to see a prioritization of therapy. We're going to see people understanding what it means to be depressed, what it means to be suicidal, what it means to have suicidal ideations, anxiety. We're going to see people understanding how to deal with mental health issues in their family members, why they should also talk about it in their family, especially in the black community. And I think that's going to be a beautiful period because I think our generation is going to lead a lot of that change. So. I think mm-hmm. culturally, we're still not where we, where we need to be. I think it's definitely impacted me because it made me feel like I shouldn't talk about it. But I think 
moving forward, our culture is definitely changing. I'm starting to see a lot of shift, especially with a lot of the organizations that are doing the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, just with culture, you know, I know for me, like being Caribbean, like I think like, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's very natural for Caribbean people to just, they, they don't feel nothing. They just move, <laughs> you know, they just, you know, we move regardless of what's going on. We move. Yeah, and so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's definitely a thing where having to educate now, just being on the other side of it, where it's like, no, like I'm in this field. So like those things that you saying, nah, that's not what mm-hmm. we do over here. And so like right. having to, you know, and sometimes you will get those looks, like you were saying, you'll get those looks or those questions or like, what you talking about? Like what? Right. And it's like, right like or it's not that serious like or you know like or like like you were talking about earlier like people seeing it as a weakness or why you telling people your business or what have you right and so I think you know I'm looking forward to seeing the way that things progress in culture in culture in our culture just all across the board because even like the older generations like whether they want to admit it or not like the mental health conversation is on tv now it's all over the place so right. even it's kind of like undeniable, like when things start to become more and more in your face, you have no choice but to like, you know, right. like acknowledge yeah. it even a little bit, you know. So, yeah, just a final question for you. Mm-hmm. What is an affirmation, a scripture or a quote that you live by when you're down, if you're going through it, if you're struggling, if your mental health is not in a place where you would like for it to be? What is What's something that you live by that's like your go-to thing in those times, if mm. anything? No, there's some, there's a few things. I'm trying to figure out which is, which is the good one, which is the one that I need to, there's a couple. There's, there's one by Will Smith. There's, uh, right, it's greatness is not this esoteric, elusive, godlike feature that only the special among us will ever taste. It's something that truly exists in all of us. And I think when I first heard that quote, I was like, damn. Like, we always, like, put these celebrities on this pedestal where we feel like they're the only people that can ever accomplish greatness. But it's like, nah, bro, they're people. Like, that's mm-hmm. the key word here. They're people. You're a person, too. You have it inside of you. You just have to tap into it. So that's one thing that I always think about when it comes to, like, me feeling like I can't do something that's, like, impactful in our community um, because at the end of the day, Everybody else that I see that's a celebrity or that, that's an icon in our community is just a person at the end of the day. They just have, ended up tapping into their greatness. Another one is, I think, I think is everything you want is on the other side of uh, failure or not all is on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of times we're very scared of like taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we have to take that leap of faith in order for us to get to that next level. And then there's another one. There's another one by Confucius. Confucius. Oh, we like Confucius. Yeah, Confucius said, he who says he can and he who says he can't or cannot are both usually right. And that's so mm. true. It's, it's, it's manif- that's manifestation. Perfectly explained. You say you can do something, you will do it. If you say you cannot do something, you cannot do it. That's right. why you have to be you have to speak with intentionality. Absolutely. Very, 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 very uh, powerful. What you say out of your mouth is what will happen. What you say out of your mouth is also what you will subconsciously start to believe, mm-hmm. uh, which is why affirmations are so important. So 
be very careful with what you say. Be be very careful with what, what how you say it and what you uh, consume, especially because these things all play a role in how you perceive the world and what you think is possible for yourself. I'm not gonna be one of I'm not one of those people that believes in grand rising and good morning. I'm, I'm gonna let you let y'all know that right now, right? I don't believe in the grand rising good morning thing. We've don't saying, grand rise me, please. Please leave it <laughs> out. Um, don't. Don't grand rise and king me. Good morning, bro. It's perfectly fine. Um, I'm good. I'm just saying the things that you say have a big, big, big impact on what you end up doing and accomplishing. So if you want to be successful, every day I'm successful. And start to, and start to think about what it is that success looks like for you. Like for me, I have a very clear vision of what it is. And I say to myself in the next five years, I'm going to be there. I say that yeah. to myself almost, my girl, no, I say that all the time now. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. next five years, you're going to be there. I don't know why you're worrying about this job. In five years, you quit. It don't matter. Like that's Hello. really what I be, that's really what I be saying. Yeah. Because I really, I truly believe it. And when you truly believe it, and you best believe in those five years, it's going to happen. For sure. And then five years from now, I'm going to look back at this interview. I'm going to be like, yep, I knew it. I knew yeah. it five years ago because I'm putting myself in that space where you have to, people talk about frequencies and energy and all this kind of stuff. And I start, I'm really starting, at first I used to think it was a bunch of hoopla. I'm like, bro, what y'all talking about energy waves and frequencies and all this stuff and vibrating at a different frequency and blah, blah. I know yeah. this don't make no sense. But that stuff is really true. And you it start is. to vibrate at those frequencies when you start to believe in what it is that you say that you want to do. So when you, when you start to believe in that and you put yourself in that space, everything starts to align for you. I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, everybody that I've collabed with as far as expressing so black man, most of the people have reached out to me. Most of the people, I didn't even know who they were, right? Mm. And they just ended up reaching out to me. Sometimes I would reach out to people and they wouldn't even respond. And then two, three months later, we back and forth DM. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like this is, this is wild. I don't even know how we got cool. I don't even yeah. know how we got cool. We just, now things are divinely, Things are aligning, but that's what happens when you put yourself in a space where you say, like, I'm going to be successful. This is something that I'm doing. This is what I want. The universe starts to move out of your way. Absolutely. Starts to make things happen for you. And you start to meet people that are going to help you to get to that next level. You got to be open to that, though. Um, so, sure. yeah, that's, that, those, those are my quotes. Those are my quotes. I and mean, they, they help me a lot, for sure, as far, as far as, like, framing my mind. And, like, definitely when I'm down, I start to think about these kind of things and understand that, you know, everything, everything with time. I love that. That's so true. Stay stay prayed up for real. You have to. You have to. And you got to believe in yourself. We said that from the beginning of this episode. You got to bet on yourself. But you can't bet on yourself if you don't believe in yourself. So I think that's that's big. That's key. Like for everyone, if you have self-doubt or insecurity or you want to do something but don't know where to start, like just act, just do. And then, you know, I think confidence kind of, I mean, Cause I feel like we're kind of in the same realm with just the podcasting and the platform right. and everything right. like that. So I think right. it really just takes like, there's a, there's another level of belief in self that you have to have in order to, you know, cause su- success is subjective. Right. So for right. me, su- for me, success is the fact that I'm able to do what it is that I love doing and I'm happy doing it is success to me. Right. Okay. And like mm-hmm. the accolades or, you know, the, you know, traction and stuff. I feel like that comes along with, 
what I'm doing and the work that I've put in behind it, but that doesn't equate to success. So like if the numbers right. do, you know, aren't there, it doesn't mean that it wasn't a successful episode or I didn't, you know, work hard and do what it right. is that, you know, I needed to do. So for everybody is subje uh, subjective, but I think you're able to have that mm -hmm. mindset when you, you believe in you, you know, and you right. believe in your abilities no matter what. So right. my encouragement for sure is for everybody to really just tap in and grow in that belief in self. And you can, you gain that too from like therapy, self-awareness, like mm -hmm. self-love, mm -hmm. you know, just doing that healing work to mm -hmm. get, get to that place. Cause if you got a whole bunch of gook there, you got a whole bunch of unhealed stuff there, it's going to be hard to feel like you can accomplish anything and so um yeah and so i think that's what this is about that's why these spaces are created because i love people i love humans and so and i just want us especially black humans humans that look like me and you right. i want right. um us to be our best selves because you know the society that we live in wasn't necessarily set up that way for us for us to you know be great from the inside out and so yeah, that's why I do what I do. And I appreciate you so, so much for being a part of this. This was great. Yes. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Thank yeah. you for reaching out and thank you for having me on and, and all the dope questions and the conversation. I definitely appreciate it for sure. Of course. And let the people know where they could find you, your your socials, your tags, everything. Yeah, just let everybody know where they can find you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Express Yourself Black Man. I'd much rather you subscribe on YouTube, Express Yourself Black, man. That's where the platform is moving. What I always tell people is IG is dope. And yes, we have a dope community and I'll continue to invest in it. But at the same time, IG does not pay me for the content that I put up. So I'm out here working my ass off to put content up three times a day. And IG is like, all right, cool, great. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a couple of followers. But that's not helping to support the platform monetarily. So the way that you can do that without you even have to pay a dime is just subscribe on YouTube. We also have a podcast. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast streaming platforms. It's called Express Yourself Black Man as well. You can find that at the link in my bio on IG. And we also have an ebook out. So we have an ebook out called From Her and the Healing, A Black Man's Guide to Feeling. It has four different chapters, one chapter on breakups, one chapter on depression and suicidal ideations another chapter on anxiety and then four chapters on attachment styles. And I split those chapters into two sections. So one, ch uh, one section is on my story, just my story in relation to the chapter subject, like how I dealt with it, how I was, how I felt when I was dealing with breakups or attachment styles or anxiety or depression. And then the second part of the chapter is how to heal. So just tools, tips, resources, things that work for me in terms of healing those uh, subjects. And then also merch. So I'm wearing the expressions of Black Man trucker cap. This is not actually available, but there also there is a Black Man It's Okay Not to Be Okay trucker cap. There is a shirt. There's an embroidered shirt. There's an embroidered hoodie. We have embroidered sweats. So definitely get yourself some merch. Support a Black man. Get it for a Black man. And it's, it's definitely the holiday season. So get your, get a Black man in your life a sweatsuit or get him a trucker cap or get him the ebook. And then we also have the therapy resources on the, on the link in my bio. So that is, if you click the link in my bio and click therapy resources, I have a list of directories that literally will take you through trying to find a Black therapist. I also have a video breakdown, a tutorial on how to find a Black therapist. So the healing is out there. It is literally everywhere. This podcast is another space for you to heal. So y'all just, you know, 
stop consuming some of the content that y'all consume. I'm not going to say which pages that y'all that y'all be on, but we know, <laughs> all right? And just start consuming. Y'all more know. More of the black. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. I they know, know. what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, they know. They know. Um, and start consuming more of the black mental health content and start and start healing, man. Because even if you don't see the, the effects, um, your your family will definitely see it, and the people around you will definitely see it. And I think that's worth it for sure. So. That's where you can find me. Definitely reach out, send a DM, leave a review if you if you listen to the podcast, and just subscribe, follow, however you want to consume the content. But it's definitely out there for y'all. Absolutely, that's it, guys. Thank you so much, Kizzle, mm-hmm. for all that you shared. And make sure you guys subscribe, follow him on everything that he just named, and see your mental matters podcast, guys. We are out. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this episode. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you. So I really hope you got some valuable insight. And I hope I helped in some capacity, whether it be through the platform or the podcast. If you'd like to support for free, you can like this video if you're on YouTube, or you can share and subscribe regardless of what platform you're listening to the episode on. If you'd like to support monetarily, now we're talking, you can go to shop.expressyourselfblackman.com and get yourself some merch. We have a hoodie, we have sweatsuits, we have shirts, we have hats. We also have an ebook on how to heal where I discuss breakups, depression and suicidal ideations, anxiety and attachment styles. I go in depth about my story with dealing with all of those things and then I explain how to heal in an easy guide. It's easy to follow. It's easy to go from reading to implementing. So if you're interested in that as well, it's in the shop. The book is called From Hurting to Healing, A Black Man's Guide to feeling so consider supporting monetarily but regardless of how you support i appreciate you hope you have a great day sometimes i know you feel like you ain't got nobody to speak to shoulder to lean on somebody you could preach to no you need to hear it my brother i love you we got way too much to live for we got way too much to live for when we get it all we want I know it's hard, but you just gotta push on. Tell me for the only brody I was trying to bring you. If you ever feeling down, bro, you never alone. If you ever feeling down, you can always in my phone. If you ever feeling down, bro, you never alone. Okay, hey, I'm your shoulder to lean on. Express yourself, distress yourself. I don't wanna talk about me, tell me how you feeling. Well. Since you know that you're alive, but it's early.